You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday morning. We got a lot to get to. Off the board coming up in 20 minutes. Later on the show, Ari Temkin from Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network and the BetQL Network will join us to talk the Cowboys and 49ers game on Sunday. Right now, though, we go out to the Roman guest line to talk to our guy Jim Sanas of FanDuel and Number Fire as we get set for Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. Jim, welcome back to the show. Excited to talk to you about these games. And uh, we do have some line movement in one. Let's start with the first game of Wild Card Weekend. Raiders and Bengals. The number was around six. It dropped to four and a half, back up to five and a half. Jim, what's your thought on this game? It's interesting. Uh, the Raiders come in after what they pulled off on Sunday. Bengals basically with a week off last week. They rested everybody. I think this is a tough spot for the, the Raiders to go and play on the road. What's your uh, you know, read on the game? Yeah, I could not agree more with that read. I think that, you know, you go from playing Sunday night and you play, you know, into overtime with the Chargers running like 97,000 plays on offense. You ask your defense to fly across the country, play the first game of the entire weekend in really cold conditions, 29 degrees, the projected temperature over in Cincinnati, uh, winds that are on 10 miles per hour. And that's probably not a spot that's hyper conducive to a huge point over here. So to me, I think the best way to view this game is, Fading the Raiders via their team total. That's a 22 right now over at FanDuel Sportsbook, minus 112 on the under. And I think that is a bet that stands out to me for this week. Also, you think about this Raiders team philosophically, the way that they, if they're going to beat the Bengals, the way that they would do so is via underneath passes, via running the ball with Josh Jacobs. Those aren't things that lead to big points. So even if the Raiders play well in this game, I don't expect them to, to you know put up a bunch of points. So to me, I think the under 22 on their team total is the way to play this. Not just the reasons you mentioned, but also just kind of the way this matchup meshes. I think this one is one where I'd rather stay away from the sides. I, I think that uh, you know I think that the Bengals you could have some potential concerns there around their offensive line holding up against a very good pass rush. So I think to me the best route for exposure to this game is taking the Raiders under 22 uh, for their team total. Jim, always appreciate your time. Looking forward to uh, chatting later on this afternoon on your show, covering the spread. And uh, one of the cool things once we get to Super Wild Card Weekend is with the number of games, we see different markets that are available, or at least maybe they're more enticing uh, to some. And one that we were talking about on yesterday's show that could provide some value is the rushing leader for the entire weekend when you throw all six games into the bucket. And I saw you on Twitter, uh, you were doing some work on uh, DFS stuff with the running backs and usage. So I, I figured this could, uh, this could maybe give us an idea or two what you're thinking. I is there any particular player maybe with some value that might surprise us and be the rushing leader this weekend? Yeah, I think the two guys who stand out most to me in terms of being I would say undervalued in terms of the way people will probably view them are Leonard Fournette and Devin Singletary. Fournette coming off an injury, but it's important to note that he was at practice last week. He couldn't like be activated because he was, that was his third game on IR. So like we don't know practice reports of Fournette yet, but he was there. He was at practice. He was active. And it seems like it was a situation where they put him on IR because they knew they'd be in the playoffs and wanted him to be fully rested. It sounds like he could have, you know, had he not been on IR, potentially come back last week. So Fournette, you look at him, 
in the 10 games uh, since his snap rate went up, he's at 103 yards from scrimmage per game. And I think that that's, you know, I know we're talking about the rushing yardage leader, but I think I like to, if we're talking about like individual player props, I love doing the rushing plus receiving just because you get multiple avenues uh, to and over there. So if we're talking about like individual player props, I think Fournette would grade out pretty well there. If people are wary of him coming off that injury, Devin Singletary has just played a great role for the Bills and there's a chance that the Bills may be a bit run-heavy in this game. The temperature right now is 4 degrees, or going to be 4 degrees in Buffalo, and the wind's not bad, and wind is the bigger factor in this. But we've seen the Bills be a little bit more run-heavy when things, when the temperature has dropped down. It's been decently effective, and Singletary in the five games is like their true lead back, is at 97 yards and scrimmage per game. Now, a lot of that has come through the air, because that doesn't include the Tampa Bay game, but you don't run on Tampa Bay, and I think that they can run on New England. We saw Singletary have success against them just a couple weeks ago. I'm not really the rusher, but like overall, he was pretty solid in that game, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills maybe are a bit more run-heavy here. So I think to me, Singletary and Fournette are the guys who stand out most in terms of, I think they're undervalued relative to their roles, which translates not just to this market, but also to like individual player prop stuff, too. So I think the under is a really interesting play here with the wild card games. But last year, uh, four of the last six games went over. But in the last nine years, the under has gone 26, 11 and one. So I'm looking at the totals. I'm curious how you're going to play it this weekend. Yeah, I think that they're pretty high. Um, so if I'm looking at the totals for this weekend, like the full game totals, there are no overs. I'm interested, I'm interested in like one team total over but like a couple team total unders are the way that i want to lean uh but like full game overs i think they're all pretty appropriate the one game where i initially thought maybe i have mentioned the over was tampa bay versus philadelphia because i think that both these offenses should be able to do something there but then i looked at the weather tampa bay on sunday projected for 23 mile per hour winds and potential rain i care a lot more about the wind than the rain but you add those two things together and that's pretty scary so that talked me out of that real quick uh so i think to me when i'm looking at these totals right now i'm pretty wary of taking any overs outside of again one team total i think for the full game totals i can't talk myself into any overs i know it's possible the nfl officiating may loosen things up and not call the sixty thousand holding calls that tilt me into oblivion every weekend um but like i think that overall i'm very wary of overs right now Jim, um, when we look at some of these games, there's you know different kinds of matchups here. Two bigger spreads: the Eagles and the uh, Steelers, big underdogs. But uh, of the of the teams that have closer numbers here, the one that's most interesting to me is Dallas and San Francisco, 4:30 on Sunday. I think it could be the best game of the weekend. W- what is your feeling on this game? And two teams that have the ability, I think the the talent to to make a run if they get past this game. But but somebody's going home here. Uh, both quarterbacks can be good, but also can cough it up, especially Garoppolo. What do you think, Dallas, San Francisco, Sunday? Yeah, this is the one play of the entire weekend where I have no plays right now because I think that from looking at this game, I've had I've had been pretty high on Dallas all year. That's been a pretty fruitful strategy. Obviously, you know, they've had a, a good record versus the spread. And so, like, my numbers I know are generally higher on Dallas than consensus, but the same thing has been true for San Francisco. So it's matched with two teams, and my numbers tend to like quite a bit. And I think if I'm looking at this number, you know, I could talk myself maybe. My numbers do lean towards San Francisco plus three. It's a, it's a lean. It is very much not a play. And the reason that I definitely can't make it a play is because I don't know about Trent Williams. Uh, Sunday was a must-win game for San Francisco, and he could not go. It's an elbow sprain for him. 
And Trent Williams is the best offensive lineman, one of the best offensive players in all of football. Not having him out there against a very healthy and very good and lethal Dallas pass rush would be a massive, massive detriment. So, like, my numbers say, hey, you know, maybe check out San Francisco plus three, but, like, if Trent Williams is out, like, that's, that's significant. So I'm definitely not taking San Francisco plus three. Um, I'm definitely not laying the three with Dallas because my numbers do not agree with that. Uh, I can't quite get to the the over on this game. I don't want to bet the under because that's no fun for uh, this kind of game. I kind of wanted to sit back and enjoy it, but I think this is the one game this weekend where I'm okay taking a very hands-off approach and just enjoying it a bit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Jim, Jim, what about on Saturday night, New England and Buffalo for the third time? One of them, maybe we want to completely throw out. Curious with your process on that, the early December game uh, known as the win game. And then Buffalo really handled them them just uh, a few weeks ago on the week of Christmas. The number's four, and it's a lowest total of the week, now up to 44 and a half. What do we think about Saturday night? Yeah, I think this one, I would not throw out the win game. I think the reason you don't throw it out is because we saw Josh Allen struggle quite a bit in that game. He struggled in other win games this year. So if the wind were to amp up in Buffalo, that'd be a pretty big concern. As of right now, it's not a concern. I think it's at four miles per hour. So nothing there, but the weather overall is not ideal. Uh, Again, I mentioned uh, the temperature is supposed to be about four degrees. So a little chilly. And I think that that (laughs) partially leads me to checking out Devin Singletary's individual rushing prop for this week. The rushing plus receiving not up right now at FanDuel Sportsbook, but his rushing prop is 59.5. If you look at that number, he has had, uh, again, five games as a lead back. He has gone over that number in three out of those five. He had 86, 110, 88. So clearing it by a pretty good amount. The two games where he went under, uh, one of those was the New England game, uh, the one they won. Uh, so that, you know, could be noteworthy for this match. The other one was the Tampa Bay game where he ran the ball four times, so 52 yards. So, He's been getting to and exceeding this number by a wide margin ever since he moved into a larger role. And I would expect the Bills to be a little bit run-heavy here. Maybe, you know, not a massive deviation because, again, there's not a lot of wind, but a slight deviation towards the rush. They've shown Singletary is the guy for them, you know, the confirmed lead back on this team. So I think, to me, I do care uh, what happened in that win game just because, like, we saw, you know, the offense struggle a bit, and I think that's led to – a slight shift where they've been a bit more run heavy recently. And that does lead me to leaning towards and feeling good about the, the single Terry over 59 and a half rushing yards for that game. Love it. When you look at this board, um, gosh, there's going to be an upset it has to happen, right? Which teams do you think have the best shot at pulling off the upset? I think it's the Cardinals. I feel pretty good about that. Actually. I think that the Cardinals plus four is my favorite just raw side of the week. It's either them or I think the Eagles plus eight and a half are pretty fun. I don't think they can win outright necessarily, but I do like uh, that number there given the bad weather, given, you know, I just think the offense is playing pretty well right now. And I think they could do well against this Tampa Bay team, despite the fact Tampa Bay um, historically good against the rush. Uh, they finished 10th this year versus the rush. So not as good, but so I think the Eagles plus eight and a half is pretty live. But the Cardinals, a team I think, can win this game. As of right now, my numbers have the spread at 1.3 in favor of the Rams. And 
you know, there's a lot of margin for error in that. So you give me plus four on a game that my numbers sh- say should be a 1.3-point spread. That is the tightest spread of the entire week. We've seen this Cardinals offense be erratic. Um, you know, they've been unpredictable without DeAndre Hopkins, but for a good chunk of that sample, they were also without Rodney Hudson. When they've had Hudson in there, they still had inconsistencies. You know, they had that weird game against Seahawks last week where they were aided by a defensive touchdown and stuff. But, like, they've been better with Hudson out there than without him. So I think, to me, Cardinals plus four, really interesting. It's a uh, chaos defense facing a a somewhat uh, sketchy quarterback at times. Matthew Stafford, I think he's very good. Uh, but obviously we know he can have his moments uh, for sure. So I think that, to me, the Cardinals are the team with the best chance to not only cover, but uh, win that game outright against the Rams this weekend. Jim, the one game we haven't really touched on yet, Sunday Night Football, it's going to be the Chiefs hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. We just saw this matchup a couple weeks ago. It was not much of one. Steelers snuck in. Um, what, what do you make of this? It's a big number. I mean, it's a late 12 and a half points in a playoff game. That's rare to, to, have to see that, first of all, and then to lay it. Uh, would you lay it with the Chiefs on Sunday? Do you think this could be more of a game than it was the last time these teams faced off in Arrowhead? Yeah, so my numbers say to bet the Steelers. I'm not going to do that. Like, I have no interest in doing that, uh, betting the plus 12.5, because <laughs> I have eyes and watched that game, and I hated it. Uh, so, like, I don't want to do that. But I think the one takeaway for me from looking at that is I could go towards the Chiefs' team total under 29.5. And there's a couple reasons for that. The first one is that first game against the Steelers, they were aided by um, some special team stuff. There was that fumble by Josh Jacobs early on. Uh, from, or sorry, fumble by, uh, I think the Steelers, had a, or they had a defense touchdown against the Steelers in that game. So they had some benefits of some, you know, fluky slash random plays going their way. Steelers defense at full health. T.J. Watt obviously playing very well. I think that that is a factor here as well. And if they don't need to push that also impacts the total or their total for this game. You know, if they can get a lead and kind of sit on things, that could lead to a lower point total for the Chiefs as well. I think they should probably be able to do that because it's the Steelers' offense. They're probably not going to need to push all that much against them. So I think that all adds up to be, a, you know, lending itself towards an under 29.5. Uh, the Chiefs' offense since their bye has been a lot better, but it has not been the high upside offense that it was you know, it has been in the past. It's been better, it's been more efficient, more like a, a Saints-Drew Brees type of offense, but it has not been, like, ripping off, like, 50-point totals and stuff like that. So I think that under 29.5 to me is the way to play this game, staying away from the spread, staying away from the full game total, and just uh, letting myself focus exclusively on this Chiefs offense. Jim, we've got about a minute left. Uh, if you like Arizona to win the game this weekend, is there any value with them at 22-1 to 1 or any uh, any futures still? Yeah, I think that to me, I think the Dallas Super Bowl one is still intriguing. I know I said that that matchup is pretty tight uh, for this week, but again, my numbers do like them a lot. It's less so, it's less tight because of Dallas and more tight because I, I like San Francisco too. So I think to me, Dallas at 12 to 1, I still think there's value there. I've had a Dallas 12 to 1 ticket for a long time, and obviously there's been no value movement on that, which is kind of annoying. Uh, but I do think that Dallas at 12 to 1 is one that still stands out because this offense has upside, this defense can be chaotic, and those are two things that I want if I'm going to bet a team to win the Super Bowl. Great stuff, Jim. We always appreciate you hopping on, and uh, let's catch up again soon. That was Jim Sonis on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home, go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first minute. That's 
betonline.com slash betql. On the other side, we will get into off the board. Next hour, we'll have our draft here for Super Bowl odds. Where are we going to go? Who are we going to pick for that draft? coming up next on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.